The title of our lesson this morning is The Great Divider. If someone asks you this morning, tell me about Jesus, what would you say? What would you tell them? He's a counselor. Would you say that he's a savior? He is the lamb of God. He's a lion from the tribe of Judah, Revelation 5, and verses 5 through 6. But if a family member or a co-worker asks you, tell me about this person that you have committed your life to, the one that you obey, this God that you worship, and made this commitment to, just what would we say? Would maybe we describe him as being a great divider? What about someone who came into the world to bring conflict? Would you use that verbiage and strife? In our text this morning in Matthew chapter 10, in verses specifically through 34 and 36, our Lord says, and this is Jesus speaking, He says, Think not I am come to, to send peace or bring peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. For I come to set a man at variance against his father and his daughter and his mother and his daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's foe shall be they uh, of his own household. For he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he that loveth son or daughter more that is not uh, is, is me is not worthy of me. But then he goes on to say, He that taketh up a cross and followeth me is not worthy of me. He that taketh not his cross and followeth me is not worthy. But he that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth life for my sake shall find it. You see, often many people feel that this work of Jesus stands in direct contradiction to what is prophesied about him in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 as we're studying on a Sunday morning where he says that prince of peace. Some say, I don't believe this about Jesus, that he is a divider or, or one that would bring conflict and strife. And Jesus says that he's the great divider here in 34 and 36. And it sounds contradictory, but it's not true. You see, in addition to all those names that Isaiah describes him with in Isaiah 9, as we studied this morning, he would be the Prince of Peace. Isaiah predicted that the Messiah would be that Prince of Peace, but what kind of peace would Jesus bring into the world? There being peace between this neighbor and that neighbor, or this country and that country, or he wouldn't bring world peace. He would bring peace between nations, Ephesians 2, verses 13 and 18. He would bring peace between the, the races, if you would. 
the Samaritans and the Gentiles all and, and, and the Jews, he would bring that peace through his son and the blood of Christ. That's the peace that he would bring. And so many people misunderstand that. Now, we do have a peace when we are with our Lord in the right condition. But he would bring a peace between men and God. When you go to the book of Romans in chapter 5 and verses 1 through 10, you read that through Jesus, mankind can gain access to forgiveness and have a relationship with God. Simply Paul is saying there in Romans 5 and verses 1 through 10, that Jesus is that Prince of Peace. So we see that he is referred to and called literally the Prince of Peace, but none of these truths contradict our Lord's claim in Matthew 10, 34 and 36. That he came with a sword. Peace can be made with God. Peace involves, when you go to... Um, uh, in our text and things, and, and you continue to read throughout the scripture, peace involves, and you go back to Romans as well, justification. And in verse 10, it, it involves reconciliation, being reconciled to God, satisfying the wrath of God because of sin that is present in one's life. This morning I ask you, do you have that peace? I'm not talking about peace with your neighbor. Peace with co-worker or, or, or peace with the preacher or peace with, with whatever. Do you have that peace between you and God? Now Matthew 10, Jesus is not just talking about opposition. You see, he didn't die upon the cross to bring peace between neighbors. He didn't die on the cross to bring, bring peace between co-workers or, or between uh, two communities or, or whatever the case may be. He did provide peace between men and God. Obeying Him can bring about conflict. And our Lord is speaking of that. It can lead to disciples being at odds and dividing from those around them. Now the parallel passage to this, Matthew chapter 10, is found in Luke chapter 12. And you open your Bibles and in Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 53. Now notice what it says to us. In Luke chapter 12, 49 53. He says, I am come to send fire on the earth. And what will I if it be already kindled? But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how I am straightened till it be accomplished. Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth, I tell you nay, I tell you no, but rather division. For them henceforth there shall be five in one household divided, three against two, and two against three. 
The father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, and the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the the mother, and the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. You see, obeying God can bring division. As I stated, between disciples can be at odd and and divide from those around them. But now, in the next just few minutes, let's break this down. Jesus came to cast fire on the earth. Luke chapter 12 there in verse 49. Want to send fire on earth. Now, he did not come to, to cast literal fire. And you read there in verses 51 in Luke 9, you go back to Luke 9 rather in verse 51 through 52. And you see that figurative language being used to refer to conflict and division. You read there and and you read that text of where John there, he's, he's one that we, we recognize as the apostle of love, but he gets angry, doesn't he? He says, do you want to bring down cast fire from heaven on them? They were rejecting Jesus. Most certainly if Jesus was talking about literal fire, he would have done it or could have done it, but he's not. He did not come to cast literal fire. This is figurative language being used to refer to conflict and division. Now verse 50 of Luke chapter 12, Jesus came to experience the baptism of suffering. He said, I have a a baptism to be baptized with. And he's referencing suffering there. And this is a reference to the suffering he would experience at Calvary. His apostles would also experience this kind of baptism. We see in Matthew chapter 20 and verses 22 through 23 where mother came in and for James and John and requested that he be in their kingdom. They would suffer. We see John in writing the book of Revelation in exile experiencing suffering. But in verse 51 and 53 of Luke 12, Jesus came to challenge people to put him first. Put me first. He says, suppose ye that I have come to give peace on earth. I tell you nay, but rather division. You see, when you put Jesus first and you obey God, you're going to be divided from the majority of the people. That's what it boils down to. And sometimes those people are going to be family. Sometimes they're going to be those closest to you. But he challenged people to become first and following Jesus forces we we people to to give him preeminence in every aspect of life if we're going to do it the way he wanted it done, that commitment. But you go back to Matthew chapter 10 and verse 37, talking about division of family. 
Jesus demands, do you hear this? Jesus demands to be loved more than any earthly relationship we enjoy. Any person. Now, a lot of people say, well, I, I need to go and I need to go to a birthday party on for my whoever on Sunday, and, and I'm just not going to attend church either time or at night. We've broken it down that night's not as important as Sunday, but we're going to attend that. That's a relation, loving a relation, a worldly relationship more than God. It is, simple to put. And Jesus, reading in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 37, he says, Who that loveth mother and father more than me is not worthy of me. And he goes on to make a list of those. You don't love those people and those relationships more than me. You don't put them before me. You don't put your friends before me. You put me first. But it may divide us from our family. He demands us to love him more than others. In verses 10 of 12 of Matthew 5, it will divide us from the world. You see, we can't tolerate the things that run contrary to God's will. We can't go along with things that is contrary to God's will. We can't tolerate it. And we have to separate and divide. Jesus Christ was a divider. He was a divider. Many in the whole world now just sees him as a, a grace peacemaker, a, a great peacemaker. He's just, he's just going to bring peace and, and solitude on everybody's life. Yeah, you can if you're saved and in the, washed in the blood of Christ and you know you have hope of heaven through him. That's the kind of peace that is truly about Jesus. And when you do that, in result, the world will what? Be a more peaceful person or place, rather. Following Jesus will divide us from false religions. I'm the truth, the way, I'm the light. I'm the truth, I'm the way. John chapter 14, verse 6. He's the only way to heaven. That means that every other religion is wrong. It's that simple. When Jesus says, I'm the only way, there is no other name among heaven, Acts chapter 4, verse 12, that man can be saved... That excludes every other name. When he says, I'm going to build my church, that excludes every other religion and church. Christ was a great divider. This morning, do you have that peace? You see, following Jesus is costly. Have you counted that cost? Our Lord says, when you deny them before men, I will deny you. I will, if you don't deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. But if you'll confess me, I will confess you before my Father. That great divider. Peace that comes through the blood of Christ. The peace that comes with being in that relationship with God. Maybe this morning you're here and you need to have that peace. We encourage you to do that. Maybe this morning you need to, to redo things in your life and repent and confess and, and come back to the way and maybe there's been things that just aren't right. 
We encourage you to take care of those things. When that great division comes on the day of judgment, when one goes right and one goes left, I want to be going in the direction of heaven and not hell. And there's only way, there's only one way, and that's through the blood of Christ. Today, whatever it may be, please come. Together we stand, and as we sing.